Welcome to the Final Score Network and the Final Score Podcast, presented by Team Anders Realtors. I'm Andy. He's former NCAA student athlete and co-host. Brian Gam, two-hand monster flush off the inbound. Brian Gam slam jam. Subscribe to us on Podbean, the Apple Podcast Store, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at the Final Score Thirty Five and TikTok at AG Spartan Fan 35. Oh, and one more note before we get started. I'd like to apologize to anyone I've not offended yet. Please be patient. I'll get to you shortly. Welcome into the 126th edition of the TFS Pod, June 7th, 2023. Um, we're two games into the NHL uh, Stanley Cup final here. 2 nothing Vegas. Um, NBA. Finals were tied 1-1. We got Game 3 tonight in Miami. Um, yeah, good time to be alive. Crazy um, PJ Tour news, which we'll get to later. An absolute bombshell, really. Um, last week there was, uh, was the deadline for the NBA draft. We'll talk a little bit about that, possibly. Um, some more golf stuff to discuss. Um, yeah, we got a lot on the table uh, to talk about, and we'll go to the podium, and I'll start as I always do. Um, came out, I think, I can't remember if it was Saturday or Friday, um, whatever it was. Um, another NFL player, I think his name's Isaiah Rogers for the Colts, he's a, a defensive back. Um, well, he's under investigation by the, NC, the, the NFL for gambling, um, and apparently he was gambling on other NFL games and his own games. How stupid and naive are these people? Do you read the rules? Yes. If you want to gamble, fine. Do it at your house. Don't do it in the facility. Don't gamble on your own games. They're going to find out. You can literally look to see where people are, where they log in to the thing, because it has to do it, because some states don't have gambling legalized. So you have to do it. Every time you log in, it tells you, it searches where you are. These guys are really stupid and naive. Obviously, this is keeps happening. I wouldn't be surprised if there's more and more people that come out with it. Apparently, they didn't learn from Calvin Ridley, who was just suspended all of 2022 for it. Um, gosh, these guys are stupid, man. I don't even know what else to say. Yeah, and it's only going to get worse as more and more states legalize it, right? Yep. So, like, of course, stupid. All right, from my podium, uh, Ryan Another sent me idiot. this today. Yeah, speaking of idiot. You know, at the time, lamented that he was leaving. You know, he was beloved, quote-unquote. He was going to be probably Michigan State's arguably best player. He was a temporary two, well, for a season anyway, two-sport athlete. Talking about you, Keon Coleman, who went on probably the most ghetto-sounding, uneducated-sounding, ridiculous facsimile of a podcast I think I've ever laid ears on. Um, but I went and clicked it because of the headline that Ryan sent me, um, which was from Matt Charbonneau of the Detroit, uh, I don't know if he's new, Detroit news. news or the yep. free press these days. Um, hold on, I gotta, I gotta find, I gotta find the, the original tweet. So this is what was the clickbait to get me in. I'm going to do my two year sentence up there as part of the the clickbait, if you will, from Matt, who I think is actually a pretty good beat writer. Um, and so, of course, I had to give it a listen. And so there's some, who know, I don't even know, The Chosen Ones podcast, whoever the hell that is, 
Former Michigan State wide receiver Keon Coleman, now at Florida State, recently appeared and has said finishing his college career at a Southern school was his plan for a long time. So I'll give you kind of the summation of it. Again, just totally unprofessional sounding. Like if I'm an NFL team and I'm thinking that this guy's the deal and might be a, you know, a, a, a top, I don't know if he really is, but like let's just say a top five, top 10, maybe top receiver pick in the draft. I'm going to pull this up and I'm going to say, Dude, WTF, what are you doing? It was borderline incoherent anyway. It's not um, surprising. It just, like, basically, uh, you know, he, I'm paraphrasing in a way that's going to make a lot more sense. He went to Michigan State, as he put it, to do his time as a prisoner, which translates to what he meant was go to Michigan State never was meant to be there for more than two years, he admitted, because he really wanted to be in the SEC to begin with. But he knew that if he went well, he to never had those offers. if he went to the cold weather and he went up north and went where there was a guy in the NFL, I presume he was talking about Courtney Hawkins, who played with, you know, Jerry Rice and whatever. I don't know who else he would have been talking to at Michigan State. But anyway, he, he went basically to Michigan State to get coached, to learn how to be a wide receiver, to learn more than to just go up and catch balls and use his speed. So in one breath he admits that he went to Michigan State to learn to be a better football player. In the next breath, he absolutely referred to Michigan State as prison. He referred to Michigan State in, a, in, a, in being up north as being a prisoner. Um, and now he's the big man and he's the cop and he's the law and whatever else. Dude, shut the you-know-what up. What are you? First of he's all, what are you game. even talking about? Like, And, and I mean, I, I'm kind of out of words of what to say for him because people, he's just the microcosm of society. But my buddy Dobb, did a great job in our group chat because I'm a little bit more pointed. Um, and I'm going to give you kind of what the impetus of this was. And I'm going to read you Dave's chats, his texts, because they were really good. So, um, you know, well, first Chris says, no longer rooting for him. I hope the wheels fall off the bus and he doesn't make the league or flames out in less than two years. Amen to that. I completely agree. And he sent a middle finger with a loud effect, which I also agreed with. And, uh, you know, I mentioned no one has culpability for anything anymore. And it starts at the top. With our own POTUS, and it trickles on down to millions of others. No accountability, no one teaching people right from wrong. We are on a highway to hell. That was in response to what Daub wrote, which I thought was really, really a great way to sum this up. This is Dave's direct quote. I don't understand why these kids just cannot take the high road. It's really not that hard. I'd be shocked if they aren't required to take some type of public relations and dealing with the media course at Michigan State or whatever D1 program. And I'll jump in. You're completely right, Dave. That's absolutely. I mean, they. I think they worked with you at D3 on how to talk to media a little bit, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, at least a little bit. And you're not in the limelight like this. All you have to say is, I appreciated the opportunity and all the support from the coaches, staff, teammates, etc. But I felt this was a great opportunity for me to be closer to home. Playing a different scheme, a different conference, whatever. One And Dave, I agree with this 100%. One thing I have told all of my kids is that you never burn bridges. You never know who you might need a good word or helping hand from down the road. Mm-hmm. And also, too many of these people, in response to my starts from the top down, are narcissistic and have an inflated view of themselves. Social media is definitely a major factor and it has had a very detrimental impact on our youth and society as a whole. Couldn't have said it better, Dauber. Wanted to give you full credit here in the pod. Um, Keon Coleman, you're an idiot. Like, you are an absolute idiot. You left on good graces. People were sad that you left. Now people want to just flip you the bird, and you may as well be wearing maize and blue. Um, 
I hope Michigan State plays Florida State at some point in time and you absolutely get worked. I hope somebody puts you into the freaking sideline wall. I don't really care. You deserve what you get because people like you need to learn how to keep your big freaking mouth shut. You won't learn. You won't. But, yep, just another example of greed in our society. Money, this, that, and the other thing. Um, not a good look for you, Neon, Keon. Get your braces Take your zero out. and get out of here. Um, all right, tee up. Um, we could have teed him up. Um, we'll tee up. We'll stay in college football, actually. So this came out today, and I cringed when I read it. Um, everyone knows we're... We're not anti-NIL in the fact that we think that players, you know, they should get a share, you know, jersey sales, stuff like that, you know, should get some money for that. But the fact that these guys are demanding millions upon millions of dollars um, just to play football, it's BS. Um, This came out today. College Football Players Association organizing boycott of 2024 EA Sports video game. For those that don't know, um, ES Sports made college football and college basketball video games for a long time. Had to, they stopped back in 2013. That was the last the time O'Bannon they made suit. one um, because of a lawsuit by Ed O'Bannon. Um, stopped it because he wanted to get paid for being in the game. Um, and their talk, I think it came out last year, that they were developing one for 2024 that would come out in July. And they talked more about it earlier this year. And then these guys come out and say that the money that they're going to get from EA Sports isn't enough. With the, I think they're getting like would get five hundred dollars a piece, which is, I mean, to, for them to get anything is is. is Mind a, you, if it's like it used to be, you you can, I think you can name the players, but it didn't come with the players pre-named back in the day. It just had their numbers on it. Yeah, yeah their numbers, and so you could same assume. Positions. But and yeah, so you know, you knew number one was Charles Rogers at Michigan State as a wide receiver, of course, but it didn't say Charles Rogers. It wasn't a picture of Charles Rogers. Like I'm sure that video games have progressed incredibly since then, and it could be that. But like we're talking about, you're getting paid 500 bucks just because your number on a football roster for you know the Texas whatever North Texas Mean Green. Take your 500 dollars and shut up. Like you wouldn't have gotten that before. I, yeah, stop I being greedy. Don't because you know what you're going to do? You're going to drive that to 1000 You're going to drive that to 5000 Guess who's going to pay for it, a-hole? Ryan, who buys the video game. Because they're going to make that video game $149 oh, instead of $49. Like, these people need a, a, they need to pay attention in economics. Oh, yeah, well, let's tax the big businesses and not the people. Uh, hey, numbnuts, who do you think pays for the goods that the big businesses create? You, the consumer. So screw you, and let's just do the Target, North Face, whatever boycott, because as excited as people are, they ain't going to pay $100 more so you greedy AWADs can get nope. your money. Me not doing that um, does not sound fun to me. All right, let's get to the nitty-gritty par three. We got the first shot. We got hodgepodge. Um, I mentioned the NBA Finals 1-1. I hope the Heat win. That'd be sweet if they're an eight, but the Nuggets are fun to watch. Um, so if you want, tune in tonight for that. NHL. Well, wait, wait. Do I have a question? Does anybody care about the NBA Finals? Well, no, because there's the Lakers aren't. LeBron's not in it. I, I honestly think it's better without those guys. It's in. way better without him. Even without the Warriors. I, we might have talked about this last week or some other time because not a pod goes by that we don't rip on LeBron. He quickly realized, I saw this credit to a TikTok somewhere that I saw this. He quickly realized he was not going to be Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, one of the true goats. 
And so he politicized himself in the game, and he's made the NBA a thousand times worse because of it. Bottom line. So I could give two you-know-whats. If, if I'm paying any attention to the NBA Finals, it's because Ryan has it on, and I look up from the Sudoku game I'm playing as an old man on the couch. Yep. So right. NHL Finals. Does, I, fair question on this one. I'm not saying this with any any loaded – this isn't a loaded question. Does anybody care about the NHL Finals? you got – Two like newer teams. I mean, Florida's been around for thirty years, probably or close to it. But Vegas is only a few years old. I mean, do do fans really care? You know, it, is it harmful that Toronto and Detroit and the Rangers and you know the original six aren't in it? Is it harmful that it's not the Bruins instead? I mean, Vegas was the best team in the West all year round. So, um, and the Panthers are on a magical run. But does anyone care? I mean, I, I I've said it here before. I think. NHL Stanley Cup hockey is the greatest postseason there is, except for March Madness. Um, but does anybody care? Man, probably not too much. I bet Especially in freaking June when it's 95 degrees outside. Like, nobody plays hockey in June. Wouldn't doubt if their ratings were the lowest they've been. Um, I, those don't, I mean, decent-sized TV markets, but not great markets. And you're not going to get any pickup fans, like, there are probably not a whole lot of Miami fans that are, or Florida pan, fans that are displaced out of Miami, or Vegas fans as an, another expansion team. You know, maybe one of the original six, maybe, but yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, sad. But... Does anybody care about Major League Baseball except for no. the fact that they're postponing games because of the crazy skies in New York? And by the way, I read the WNBA is postponing games too. Like indoor arenas don't have air filtration. What are you playing in a barn? I mean. I guess that's up for the fan to decide. Yay. Um, <laughs> Family guy reference there. I'm trying to think what else. Uh, NBA draft. I think we did this last Wednesday. And Edie hadn't decided. Oh, Edie it was right decided, after. Right. He decided right after the podcast that he's coming back to Purdue. Everyone, yeah. oh, Purdue, they're going to be so good. Call three seconds it's on the same the damn team they had last year. They're going to flame out in the first weekend. I mean, they'll, they'll do well in the Big Ten because no one can guard him because he's so big. And he can sit in the paint and for 28 seconds. he can camp out and not get called for fouls, this, that, and the other thing. Um, so if he wants yes. to impress me, he'll be able to put the ball on the floor and shoot take a jump shot. Make a 15-foot jump shot. Aside from a free Please. I dare you to make a jump shot. I got one for you. I saw this as a headline when I was surfing for some things for Hodgepodge. A Lionel Messi to enter Miami has potential yep. to be game changer for soccer in the U.S. So, so from my whole life, all right, I'm 50. I played soccer as a kid. It's a great game to play as a kid. I think all kids' youth sports, you should start in soccer because it just is team participation. It's running around. It's exercise. It's kind of funny to watch, bunch ball, whatever. Um, both my kids played it. I played it up through eighth grade. I really liked it, and I was pretty good at it, and then I just didn't want to put in the work to be better, so I quit playing by the time I got to high school. It's been jammed in my brain since the 80s, and then the 90s, and then the 2000s, and the 2010s, and now still that soccer is is going to be the game that takes over the rest of sports in the United States. No, it's not. I don't care about Lionel Messi. I would venture to guess that I'm going to put a number on it. 80 percent of real sports fans and i'm talking about people who like actually follow one of the major sports so football basketball hockey or baseball um i bet you 80 percent of of those fans that are true sports fans what i would define as true sports fans have no idea who he really is aside from maybe having heard his name before 
and you're going to tell me that this guy's name, it was going to happen when David Beckham went to LA Galaxy. Same thing. No, it's not. Uh, let's face it, soccer fans. The game is great. It's great to play. I think it's debatable whether it's great to watch because it's so flop-ridden and gross. World World Cup's cool because that's kind of like the Olympics, right? It's your country. But, like, this is not going to make a dent. It's not made a dent since the 80s. You have a niche of fans. I I would put soccer in the U.S. in terms of, you know, people who watch it and fans right up there with, and I'm not knocking it because if you're a fan, that's great. Good for you. F1, NASCAR, IndyCar, it's a niche sport. It is never going to be close to American football. Not, not even in the same stratosphere. The baseball and hockey aren't even close. Really, in the grand scheme of things, basketball isn't even that close to football. And you think soccer is going to pass it? Soccer wouldn't pass any of those. Not even hockey. So stop regaling us with stories about how some basically washed up player. I'm sorry, Messi may be one of the greatest players ever. I really kind of maybe think I've heard that. I don't know for sure. That guy that's been around for a long time is not going to single-handedly make soccer number two in the United States behind football. It Maybe he can jockey it above F1 and IndyCar and NASCAR and NetCar or whatever else is right there. I mean, certainly above WNBA, but like who watches professional soccer in the U.S.? Like, really, I'm asking the question. I bet you not one person on our podcast does, not on purpose anyway, not regularly anyway. I bet you there's more USFL and XFL fans than MLS fans. That'd be my guess. There's probably more people who watch women's professional soccer than men's in the United States. I'm not talking about globally. I get global. We're not debating that. But to bring a washed-up player in and say it could be a game-changer for soccer in the U.S., been there, done there, tired, yawn, whatever. Not great. It's funny. Um, yeah, the, the, I, I don't. I don't I have nothing to say about that. I echo you. This is an article on CBS. It's interesting. I didn't even know this. The thing it says inside the Big 12's pursuit of Gonzaga and UConn. I don't know why that would make any UConn. sense. UConn's jumped conferences a lot. UConn should just stay in the Big East. That's really long. Gonzaga would only be for basketball. I don't. That makes no sense. No, they don't have football. Uh, in other news, Cam Spencer, he's going to UConn also. Speaking of UConn, he committed there last mm-hmm. night. Where was um, he looking at? Oh, we looked at him, didn't we? No, that's the Rutgers guy. Shooter. Yeah, I thought we looked at him. Michigan State? No. 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 We don't need him anyway, but I thought... No, I thought no we did not look at him. It was Maryland. I don't know, somebody. Miami did. I don't... I'm Miami looks at anybody that they can spend money on. Yeah, right. that's exactly right. Um, what else? Um... What else did I have in the news? Uh, Michigan State football and basketball. I think they start start workouts for football this week. They have all the f- official visits. Um, if you keep um, tabs on it, Michigan State has hosted a lot of really good players. Um, Which football. they have for the last couple of years. Yeah, and this time there's hopefully they can get them because they need something good um, <laughs> going into the summer. Um, summer months, I don't know. I, that, that reminds me too, speaking of Michigan State, I had this, I put this in my notes early. Um, Tucker was at what, like the sound mine, whatever yeah, thing down and wouldn't, wouldn't look at Harbaugh. They wouldn't look at each But other. anyway, somebody asked him about the, you know, Michigan State's season finale, which we talked about ad nauseum last week, um, against Penn State to Ford Field. And this is his quote. And you tell me that this isn't a hand up his ass puppet response. If you disagree, 
let me know. I'd love to debate you on this because this sounds so canned. It's ridiculous. I think it's good for us. I think it's good for the Big Ten. It's good exposure. I think it's going to be great for our fans. And I think as people learn more about it and it gets a little closer, I think people will embrace it. No, Mel. No, we won't. It's not good for Michigan State. It is good for the Big Ten to cover their ass on their bum TV deal. Mm -hmm. Good exposure for what? Michigan State, Penn State was going to draw the same people no matter if you play it in State College, if you play it in East Lansing, if you play it on the moon. It's going to draw. It's a game for Michigan State and Penn State fans. It's a you know, it's not the Ohio State Michigan game, but it's it's our you know land grant trophy rivalry. Mm-hmm. And tongue in cheek, that's the greatest rivalry trophy in sports. Funny, it's huge. Um, it's it's not good exposure. It's no different exposure. Um, great for our fans, no, because we can't tailgate. We can't go to East Lansing where we love. You know, I today I got our parking pass, Ryan, for the season oh, did, in Ramp right. Seven, and you know that gets me fired up about and then quickly reminded that oh instead of seven games that I get to go down there and set up a tailgate I only get to do six I only get to do half the season again for a second year in a row I I'm not excited I'm not buying tickets to a 7:30 Detroit game and then driving back and getting home at three o'clock in the morning no. I can't tailgate well and I can't whatever like it's not good for our, all of the fans maybe the Detroit fans that live within driving right. distance they won't you know how much money it costs on a holiday weekend to stay in Detroit Oh, ridiculous. Day after the Lions were there, I mean, getting a hotel room would be brutal. No, it's not. And I disagree, Mel. People learning more. What's what's there to learn about it? What more is there to learn about it? It's a football game that got taken away from your home stadium and put to a neutral site and took away any home field advantage. I don't care if only 50,000 people show up because of the weather and it's Thanksgiving weekend. I don't care. I don't think you're going to get that many people at Ford Field. I'm not going to embrace it, so stop trying to force it on me. Stop being a puppet. Have an opinion. Have an opinion. We pay you to have an opinion. Hmm. Apparently not. All right, you got anything else in that? Nope. Section? All right, we're going on to the second shot bracket. What do we got? Best players never to win a major, which we've, I think we did like a, we talked about I think it. we've done a, um, a Mount Rushmore of this That's before. A while ago. Yeah, probably like last summer I would, would be my guess. So I, I got eight. I'm sure there's a lot more than eight guys that you could debate to put in here. Most of these are more recent players, so it makes kind of sense. But um, And then I seeded it. You could really debate the seedings, I'm sure, but we're going we're gonna to go with that. Okay, so... Um, let's see here. So first we have number one seed Xander Shoffley against number eight seed Lee Westwood. Westwood's been around for a while. Xander. Screw, Sh- Screw yeah. Westwood. I'm going to go with Shoffley as well. And then probably underseeded here, but Cantlay at four, Homa at five. Homa's not been around that long to say, but he, he he's, he's trash in majors. He has been. Yeah, he's been awful. Cantlay for sure. I mean, he's won. He's, I think he's won the. FedEx. I mean, he's won the FedEx, and yeah, I would I would go with him too. I mean, Homa's a nice young player, but he's it's too early to say he's a great player not to win a major. I mean, I think you got to be kind of like your late twenties, early thirties, and have competed in you know twenty or so of them, you know, for five plus years to to right. start to talk about it. All right, so on the other side of the bracket, we've got number three seed Tony Finau against number six seed Ricky Fowler. Ooh. Let's go Rick. Yeah, I'm going to go Rick, too. I think, you know, because Rick did really well as an amateur. 
Um, and he's kind of slowly making a comeback. Yeah, he's um, had a really good. You know, he's season. he's fixed some things. He's had a good season, and that root for Rick. He's a good dude. I like him. Um, and I mean, I think Finau. He's been a little bit. He's been better lately, probably than Fowler was lately. But I I don't know. They're both about the same for me in terms of having won a major. And then you got number two seed Victor Havland against number seven seed Matt Kuchar. Let's go Havland. He's bound to win. Havland's another one. Like he's a youngster that you know it's kind of hard to say. Like he's the best player to never win a major because there's a lot of guys kind of in his boat. You know, in their 23 to 26 range that like Homa that are on the cusp that are really good. You know, he's probably going to win one. Um, for that reason, I'm going to go Cooch because Cooch has actually been there pretty close a lot and he's won a fair amount of tournaments in his time and he's just a good steady player. He kind of reminds me of like a Tom Lehman. He kind of reminds me of like a Steve Stricker who's tearing it up major wise on the senior tour. Um, he he just kind of reminds me of that kind of that ilk of player that like has been really close. He's been close at the masters. I think he's been up there once or twice at the PGA. He's been right there in the open. I think it was with Tom Watson or not Tom Watson. Uh, it was with that was Spieth. Spieth. Yeah, Spieth. Yeah. So, I mean like he's been there on the cusp and I think he's a really, really solid player that's underrated. So I'm going to go cooch. Like so, that. all right, you got Shoffley versus Cantlay. Ah, uh, Cantlay. And I'm going to go Shoffley in that matchup. I don't really like Cantlay. He needs to learn how to spread his sunscreen around. And you've got number two, Hovland, against number six, Ricky. Let's go with Mr. Rick. And then I've got Ricky, number six, and Cooch, number seven. I'm going to go with Rick as well. So we, you have Cantlay and Rick. I love Rick, so I'm going to go with Rick. So Ryan says Ricky Fowler is the best current player, and at least in this seating, to not win a major. Um, I'm, boy, it, it's hard because I think Shoffley because he's won the Olympics too, right? He won. Oh, they both won the gold medal in the Olympics. Or Ricky might not have won the gold. But no, he was up there. He won the like silver he won bronze. Medal, yeah. I, I'm gonna go with Shoffley. I think Shoffley is a little bit better player, but I love Rick Ricky Fowler too. Um, not the all orange creamsicle Tennessee orange on Sunday. Orange shirt or orange pants, fine, but. And he had a uh, hot dog at uh, Blyfield. Yeah, he's a hot dog. A hot dog named after Matt Blyfield because he won a. I can't remember what the tournament was there. Western Am, I think. He won a tournament there, which is great. So there you have it. Best player out of our eight, anyway, to not yet win a major. Chris, I know you probably have an opinion. Text me. We'll share it next week. All right. Quick word from our presenting sponsor, Team Anders Realty will help you find the home that best fits your needs and make the process simple and fun along the way. The Anders have served thousands of clients over 30 plus years in the Grand Rapids, Michigan area and are here to serve you today. Learn more at teamanders.com. All right, the big topic. Big news. We, we went from probably like, yeah, let's put this off to Wednesday because there's not really that much to talk about. It's going to be like a 30-minute podcast to... Ryan Holy breaks hell. the news to me yesterday about the same time as Chris and Dave break the news to me about Liv and PGA combining. Now, if you ask guys like Rick or like uh, Rory, it's not Liv and PGA and DP World Tour combining. It's the PIF or whatever it is. Is it PIF? Yeah, it's the Saudi whatever. Whatever, the Saudi money. Yeah. 
there's so many things to unpack with this. Ryan, you go first. I, I mean, it's just I, I read that and I'm almost like, is this a joke? Like, am I? Is this like a something someone accidentally typed out? Some intern put this out, and then you go on Twitter and read it, and you're like, oh my gosh, like this is actually real. Um, to me, I, I just it just screams hypocritical, right? I mm-hmm. mean, Jay Monahan. I mean, that guy's toast first and foremost. No way he has a job within the next month. Um, just. It's wild that the rivalry it was a year ago when at the Canadian Open when they started talking really heavily. Oh, we hate Liv. They're not allowed to come back. We we're, we want to separate ourselves from them. We trying to keep them that. out of the majors. Yeah, exactly. Trying to keep them out of the U.S. Open. Trying to keep them out of the Open. All this stuff. And, and then this happens. You're like, what? 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 What's really the truth? Well, I'll tell you what the truth is. Money always talks. Money always wins. And it always freaking wins. The same all people is. who said that we're not going to, you know, we they're a bunch of sport washing, blood washing. You know, all the 9-11 people were like, no way in hell, boycott live. And then lo and behold, somebody is getting really rich off of this. Now, I've seen, it's debatable because I don't watch the news that much anymore for lots of reasons, but... Who was really in on this? About six or seven people. Apparently, Greg Norman didn't. And, even and know. the players, players didn't. The know. players had no idea. Colin Morikawa was tweeting out you're, all these guys. You're in a player. It's a player run. Yes. Organization, and the players don't know. Ugh. A Tiger Woods doesn't know. Of course, you know. Of course, Phil would claim to know. He'd be like, "I told you a couple weeks ago. I knew that this was going to happen." No, you didn't. No, if it truly what this came out of. The best way to sum what happened here is that Piff, the Saudis, said to the PGA Tour, you ain't got enough money, you ain't got enough time, you ain't got enough backing to deal with, deal with our incessant legal battle because we are not going to go away. They have $650 billion, with a B at their disposal. That's insane. Billion. They could run this through until they bled the PGA dry and win. And what this was, was the PGA said, oh shit, they got us by the short and curlies. If we don't do something, because they already had to dip into their funds this year to like jack up the pots to try to keep guys from leaving. This is just a bad look. Like it's awful. Like all, all this is, is it's going to have the PGA logo on it and God forbid they, they do team golf. Don't even try to explain oh, to me will. how team I, golf I is great. Team I golf is not it. what golf is. Golf is not a team sport. It's an individual sport. I don't sign up to watch Ryan playing with Rory so Ryan can win millions of dollars I mean, by yeah, shooting I mean, the... 108. I, like Team golf is ridiculous. It's great for juniors, maybe. It's I mean, not for Ryder Cup and President's Cup, fine. That's fine. Yeah, that kind of, but that's different team golf. That's like two-man team, not four-man team and... We're not talking about format golf. We're just talking about team, however the live does it. And shorts, like, yeah, for us to play in shorts, holes. no, you're a professional. Freaking wear pants. Like, 54 holes, no, that's stupid. Play 72 holes. Like, it'll be really interesting to see who really is the boss at the table here because, you know what, as much as the PGA said, we don't want your, we don't want to be tied with that, the PGA is now, part of the PGA is now for profit. Yep. Because they have yeah, to be, yeah. because of all the money that's coming in from the Saudis. What do you do if you're, um, I don't know, I'd have to think of somebody that maybe is like in the Freedom Tower that's anti-9-11. What if you were a big sponsor? Are you going to kiss those sponsors goodbye? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think you're gonna just like the consumer consumers have walked away from big, you know, Bud Light and Target and all that for behavior. These big sponsors are gonna say, you know what? I don't get that much return for my investment. It's it's good TV exposure or whatever, but now for me to be tied to this blood sport, yeah, it's sport, eh, it's sport washing. I, I give it. It's not gonna happen this week, but I give it a matter of a few months before you hear of some big tournament sponsors that go bye-bye. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me. Um, players are pissed. Play, I mean, yeah, they didn't know about it. They had the players meeting with Monty, and a lot of them were calling for him to resign, rightfully so. Um, and he claims it wasn't, you know, I mean, blah, 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 he's whatever. A, he is a he's hypocrite. A I mean, it was a year ago. This week at the Canadian Open, he, he said, oh, like, I have fr- fa- family friends that were victims in 9-11, and... We're part of this 9-11 coalition and all this stuff. And he just flipped in the bird, walked away. I think this is a good quote. I, there's so many articles that I it's tried disgusting. to kind of pull up and get. The guys who stayed loyal to the PGA Tour, it's kind, of a, a kind of a kick in the teeth Wrong. to them. Kind of? That was PGA Tour player Callum Terran said on the Golf Channel the other day. Obviously, Rory was a huge advocate of the PGA Tour, and now he kind of looks like all his hard work and sticking up for the PGA Tour was left by the wayside. Like... So where is, I mean, I don't know, because th- this is supposedly, that's what Monaghan is leaning on today, is this is a framework. I didn't tell the guys because only seven people could know about it because this is part of litigation. This isn't the deal. This is part of the framework. There are big things to be decided, like what money does AWOD fill? Does Kepka? Does, well, does you know, Bryson? Do, do, you, do all these guys that left? What money do they have to kind of kick back into the pot? Right. What's their fine going to look like? Are they going to be is for leaving? Be a suspension? Because if they're not fined, if they're not, let's say, I think DJ got like what, 125 $125 million? If he doesn't have to pay a dime of that back, Tiger Woods, Rory McElroy, the two faces of what PGA stood for, look like schmoes for not taking the money. They're going to make what Donald Trump predicted this in 2022. He said there's going to be a lot of guys who wish they had followed the money because this merger is going to happen. He's a business guy. He knew it. He saw that this wasn't going to be solvent forever. Liv was Liv was sucking hind tit. They were never going to get TV. They were never going to get fans. They were never going to get following. But they have endless deep pockets. And so what they could do is put it into court. It's like you know, it's like suing somebody over and over and over again. Uh, until they just say uncle so that you can have your part of it. That That's really what, in essence, what was happening with that litigation. That's probably, maybe some of the players are privy and then that's why they backed out. But like, what's going to happen with that? What what restitution do those guys have to come back to the PGA Tour if there's like a review board that allows it? Um, what happens with sponsors that will inevitably drop because they're going to be like, I ain't playing in this Saudi thing. Okay, PGA Tour still is a 501c, you know, because that's the big part of the PGA is a lot of it's charitable, right? They give a mm-hmm. lot of a money lot, back a lot money locally. Back. Yep. W- w- what's going to happen? Is that still going to be the case? Where's that money going to come from? Is it really going to come from sponsors or is it going to be more blood money from the Saudis? Like, uh, these are real questions that need to be answered. And I saw somebody ask, who cares as long as the golf is good? I think it was Colin Coward who was like, you know, the PGA of America, not the PGA, runs the PGA Championship. USGA runs the U.S. Open. Augusta National runs the Masters. The RNA. RNA runs the British. A combination of the RNA, I think, and and USGA run the Ryder Cup. Like so, those are your biggest events. So like it's already kind of hodgepodge and whatever. Does anybody care? Um, 
I don't know. I mean, will will we still watch it? Probably, but you just pointed out like the things I watch the most are the majors, and they're not associated with stuff. So I guess that's kind of clean. But I, there's just a lot of questions. Like, what's going to happen with the rest? Does that mean now that we have to listen to Phil the idiot, the village idiot who used to be beloved? He's never going to be beloved again. Yeah, because he's just going to gloat like? and thumbs up. And uh, yeah, what's it going to look like? I mean, Patrick Reed's back. Like, gross. I was kind of happy that most of the guys I don't like went over there. A couple guys that I did like, Cam Smith, Abraham Answer. I'm glad to see them back because I do like them. I, I like their style. I like the way they play. Cam Smith is like the Morgan Wallen of yeah. of golf. You know, he just doesn't really care. He fishes. He's got a mullet. He's got the dirt stash. He's like Joe Dirt meets Morgan Wallen. But, like, the rest of it, I, I mean, seriously. Like, what a what a kick in the jimmy to these guys who were so loyal to the tour. Yeah. And meanwhile, you're now this, you know, the, the czar of golf, Monaghan. How's that work? Apparently. He's he's not going to last. When, when's Greg Norman yeah. going to talk? Because he supposedly didn't he know He didn't know about it until five minutes before they went on CNBC yesterday. And he Well, he said something today. I can't remember what he said. Uh, and he's kind of come across as a jackass, too. I, I mean, I uh, I is. liked him as a guy that was a lovable loser when, said, I was a, when I was a kid, but... Says, says, live golf not going anywhere, says Greg Norman. Yes, it is. Says, the breakaway option operations won't change any signal. The tour could again hold an Austria. What? That makes no sense. Peace deal. Here's a dummy's guide to LIV or live PGA Tour merger. 21 burning questions. Let's see if there's anything worth it. This is in Golf Magazine. <laughs> Great question. What the hell happened? Um, uh, you know, here's the, the agreement. We'll see the PGA Tour, DP World Tour, and Live Golf united together under an umbrella corporation principally funded by the Saudi government. The new entity, which does not have a name yet, will be a for-profit enterprise chaired by Al Rumayan. Monahan will serve as the organization's CEO. So, dirty... Um, there'll be strategic partners, but all the tours will continue to exist as their own individual entities. I did not see that part before, did you? I did know that, yes. Okay, now explain it like I'm five. The PGA Tour and the people behind Live Golf made peace. They'll continue to exist, but under one business leadership funded largely by the Saudis and operated largely by the PGA Tour that seeks to see both tours succeed. Um, what happens to the players? There's a path to Live players rejoining the PGA uh, we'll work cooperatively to establish a fair and objective process for any players who desire to reapply. I don't know if that'll really happen. Went on to caution the decision to allow live players back is a complicated endeavor and one that will be guided by established PGA Tour rules and regulations. Um, what is the PGA Tour getting out of the agreement? Not having to go to court. <laughs> That's my answer. Um, yeah, and it says the Tour is getting a lot less legal heat. Um was it live getting in its vindication and sweet, sweet victory? Um, legitimacy, longevity, uh, you know, basically their money kept them afloat long enough to the point where PGA Tour had, like, they had their arms twisted and they had to say uncle. You know, they had to yeah. drool, like, big brother drool dripping right above their mouth while they had them pinned down and they pulled it back at the last minute um, because they got through with this. Um, unbelievable, the PIF, the Saudi Public Investment Fund, footing the bill for almost the entirety of the new league. Um, uh, just players didn't know it's coming. No one else in golf knew it was coming. 
Randall Chambly, who's been very outspoken. He was pissed. He was pissed. Like, I can't believe that you're selling out. I mean, I, under, I understand. Look, principally, I understand. You were going to be blood dry and you were going to be forced with having nothing. So I guess that's better than the alternative of nothing, but I I don't know. Um, it, interesting. Um, I just, I'm looking through these, whose jobs are changing, what's happening to Greg Norman, um, how do the contracts work now? Does Liv keep paying the guys? It's on. There's so it's many a, unknowns. There's so what many. About, yeah, it just said it take deals. a few weeks. This is gonna take months, months um, on months know, on end. It's like, I just, I don't know. It's, it's ridiculous. And of course, you know, Phil had I told you kind of like an I told you so tweet and like, just shut up. Like, you said uh, nice. I, I mean. It begs the question, and I this is rhetorical. Will we ever return from money ruling sports? No, no, no. no. We're, we're the, we talk about it in college football. In essence, really, we talk about it in college basketball. You know, the NFL is probably the closest big entity to doing it right when it comes to money, but uh, it just where it doesn't impact the fans, it's it's gross. And like I said, sadly, it means Patrick Reed and some of the other a holes like Phil will be back. Um, uh, Probably potentially, I, I I bet you Kepka will come back. I don't. I think he admitted that he only left because he didn't know what was going on with his knee. And now that he's back, you know, is right there in contention at the Masters and won the PGA and is probably going to be a favorite for the U.S. Open. He's going to want to come back. I think to recement his Would legacy. Surprise me. Um, ugh, it's gross. Hey, speaking of Phil, here was a pre-merger quote. So this was like Monday, I think. Um, McElroy was talking about how worn out he's been lately and as worn out and Phil was, it took to social of course, because he's an idiot and he can never have a real conversation with anybody in person as worn out as McElroy was after the masters and his need for an off season live would be perfect for him. Matt Mickelson said, problem is I don't think there's a team that wants him on it because they'd all have to deal with his BS. Shut up, Phil, shut up. You know what I want to see? I want to see a match. You know, the Kepka and the um, Bryson. Bryson stuff was all, like, I think quasi-manufactured. I think this is real, and I want to see, like, an actual boxing match. I think Rory would kick the shit out of old man Phil, and I would I would be here to see it. I would be Michael Jackson thriller video popcorn wanting to see him get bashed upside the head with a two-iron. That'd be hilarious. Although God can't even hit a two-iron, according to Steve Marley. Um, in better PGA news, how about Hovland? Um, stayed Worst the course. Big time win, man. Big birdie at the Memorial on 17. No birdies there. Gets in the playoff. Wins. Feel bad for McCarthy, though. He, I did feel bad for him because it was a bummer. Um, kind of choked a little bit under pressure. But, hey, good payday. He still want to win. But then the news, what I want to say, though, is how about then Hovland turning around the next day and caddying for his buddy. 36 buddy. holes. Yeah, to get into the U.S. Open. And the U.S. Open qualifier. I mean, that's, that's pretty sweet. Golf. That's pretty sweet. Heck, yeah, it is. I would what a good buddy he is. Um, also, speaking of last week in the golf, I you know one guy missed a cut. I think I had where are we? I had um, Morikawa and Davis. Davis missed the cut. Morikawa was two shots off the lead. Then his back started to hurt on Sunday, so he pulled. My out. back hurt too when we rolled that cart at the mines on Sunday. Yeah, good lord. <laughs> and then your guys, your day missed a cut, and Scott was top uh, top ten. So. He's been having a quiet, yeah. He's been nice hit. season. He's yeah, he's bound, He's due to win one. Yeah, he is. Maybe the U.S. Open. He's been know. close in the Open. If you haven't, if you haven't had time, go on YouTube um, and just Google Golf Digest. 
course flyover of LACC, LA Country Club. Um, unbelievable golf course and the terrain there. Um, some, they think it might not have a great reception, but the, from the pictures I saw of it, it looks unbelievable. Um, it's going to be a challenge for sure because there's some... I don't think it's ever been there, has it? No. Mm-mm. There's some wicked golf holes on there. Um, there's there's a 281-yard par 3 and a 290-yard par 3. Yuck. What, what? I mean, for them, See, that's, that's, a, a, that's, for them that's nothing, but I mean, like... Uh, well, I mean, that's just, hill, though. That's unrealistic for people like us, like... I love it when I can look at a scorecard and see a hundred and fifty yard, a couple hundred fifties, and maybe a hundred and eighty and a hundred and sixty yard part. Like, give me a seven, maybe a six iron. Occasionally, I mean, my hole in one was with a three hybrid on two hundred and nine yards, but like, give me something where I can hit like a seven or an eight iron. Like, I don't need to hit a driver. There's one at Blythefield, number thirteen, across the water. I mean. Most of the time now, I probably could carry a three-wood across that, and it would be fine. But there were days when it was into the wind. It's 235 yards. I mean, yeah, you had to hit long. a driver. It's long. For a regular regular old guy like me. It's a long hole. Um, all right, this week's the RBC Canadian. I picked. I bet you they don't cancel that because of smoke. No. Um, course looks cool. Um, it's in the same R- spot Rory, all the time, isn't it? They switch it back and forth between okay. a few courses in the Toronto area. Rory won last year. He's the favorite. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to win, especially mm-hmm. after the news that just dropped. Yeah, probably has a lot on his a lot on his plate. Um, but two guys I'm picking. Guy won earlier this season. He's from Canada. Adam Svensson. and I got Justin Rose, who's performed well there. Yeah, he's. Uh, I saw he's pretty good odds. I'm going to go with Burns, Sam Burns, and Saeed Thigala. Uh, I hope Thigala gets his first first dub. I like him. He's a good guy. Folks, next week's the U.S. Open. If you're keeping tabs at home, we, we'll talk about that. We'll probably do Wednesday again next week, um, as we'll both be out of town early next week. So, um, I'll, yeah, Well, have, maybe Tuesday, because I'll be back Tuesday night and Wednesday. Is I'll be back late Tuesday, probably. Yeah, do you have anything else golf-wise? Nope. Um, no? Okay. Well, this bring, brings us to the sprint to bring us home. Um, just I mean, kind of a carryover from the live talk, but how bad is the blood going to be between the PGA Tour pros that stayed, you know, the Rory's, the, the lifers, and then the Patrick versus the live defectors, Patrick Reed, Bryson, all these guys. What do you think that's going to look like? I mean, words can be forgiven, you know, like, but I just, I don't know. There's bad blood there, and I think that bad blood was that was just boiled over because of the live thing. I think there's more to do with it than that. I don't think it goes away. No, I think it's going to be pretty I think bad you, blood. I think you see some icy, icy twosomes in golf. Riley, um, shout out Riley, you... Um, he posed this question earlier just in general, and it made me kind of wonder, and it's a good one for this. Do you think the Saudis will eventually, their money will just bleed into every single sport? You know, football, basketball, they're already in soccer. They're already in, soccer. They're, like, they're they're, already in they're, soccer. they're buying out, like, the the four biggest clubs in soccer. Yep. Do you think it'll be in baseball, football, basketball eventually? I think I could see... I could see leagues like the NBA, the NHL, and maybe MLB who need an influx of money. Yes. I think the one entity 
that remains untouchable at this point in time is the NFL. They make so much money. I, I just think the NFL is untouchable, and I think it becomes the Saudis versus the NFL. I, I, I do. Th- I think it will bleed into because I think at some point in time, the NHL doesn't make that much revenue. The NBA is losing hand and fist lately. Um, you know, they have crappy product. They have, and just in general, nobody no cares. cares. Um, NHL is kind of still kind of niche, so maybe not as much, but. Yeah, I think it's not imminent, but I think it's a matter of yeah, time. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like you know, getting down to two leagues in college sports. It's mm-hmm. it's not imminent, but it's a matter of time. Right. A par three, a par four, or a par five for playing. Yep. Uh, well, I'll ask this question. Um, like, is it a reachable par five? Whatever you want it to be, however you view it. And are we talking just in general, like, what's my favorite to play, or yeah. is it, like, if I could only play it the rest of my life? Yeah, what, either or, whatever you, however you view the question. I mean, I would love, this is not exactly the question, but I would love, you know, you have par three courses, I'd love to see a course with 18 par fives. That would be insanely. Some reachable and two, some that are, like, the Oak Hill, or, you know, like, the one, the replica hole at the Ross course up north is that yeah where the PGA was this year that 612 yard uphill into the prevailing wind hole like that would be a dream to see a par 5 course to be honest I think that would be pretty sweet so I guess saying that probably partially because the driver has been by far the best club in my bag the last two years I'd say par 5 but generally speaking I prefer par 3 because I see a lower I see a lower score potentially I said par 3 last one Best hot dog condiment. I don't know why I thought of this. I was probably thinking about the ballpark. Ooh, best hot dog condiment. You know, when I was a kid, I would have said ketchup, but it's mustard. I said shredded dill pickles, like from uh, Damn Dogs. Oh, those are good. Those are very those good. Those are really good. All right. That's 126 of these bad boys. Um, we appreciate you guys listening. Let us know if you have any questions for the hodgepodge, any brackets you want us to do. We sure as heck can do that. Um, you did not shout out our great sponsor, Team Andrews. I did. Oh, you did? Yeah. I thought you didn't. Yeah, I did um, that. We're looking for other um, sponsors as well, so if you have any ideas or you want to sponsor, let us know. We can do a little trade, whatever you guys want, we can discuss. Um, but like us on, um, on, follow us on Twitter, might start tweeting some more stuff. Maybe we'll make some TikTok videos or something of golf courses. You never know. We'll discuss. Um whatever the people want to see. Um, And then, yeah, appreciate you guys listening. Also, like us or rate us on um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you listen on. Pound that like button or tell us we suck, whatever you feel. Meantime, in honor of all the stuff that's been going on in the last day or so, courtesy of Canadian golfer Mackenzie Hughes, Tell me why PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan basically got a promotion to CEO of all golf in the world by going back on everything he said the past two years. The hypocrisy. Wish golf worked like that. I guess money always wins.